Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Twitter at littleempirepod. Well, it's the friend zone. Tim and Guy come to the friend zone and have a good time. Yes, it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy because making friends is the best idea of all time. Hello and welcome to the friend zone with Tim and Guy. You've completely cut my headphones out, Guy. That's what you've done there by jangling around with the little audio box you got on you. You're welcome. I'm back. I'm here. You good? Are you there? I'm here. We're all here. Are you here? Yes. No, no. That's for the person listening to this podcast. And I was answering on their behalf because they cannot respond. Yes, they are obviously here. Very good. You can tell by our chipper intonation and excited tones that we have not watched the movie yet. Uh, guy has just arrived at my casa for us to settle into another gorgeous watch of We Are Your Friends. I tell you what, and we had a truly joyous 10-minute preamble in your kitchen in the company of the lovely Zoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, who'd roasted some vegetables. Yes. Of which I ate some. Yeah. And the verdict? Very, very tasty. Lady knows how to roast. She was trying a new technique with the potatoes this evening. Yeah? Where uh, you, you you drain them and then you whack them around in the pot a little bit to drain the rest of the water out before you roast them. So they, they crisp up real nice and proper. You know, saying this out loud, it makes me, it makes me feel like we don't have enough problems really going on at, at our house, our shared dwelling. You've got a room that is specifically designated for uh, heartbroken friends. Well, that's true. We've got a spare bedroom that we we just put in. Um, and also, sad I've lonely puppies. You and Zoe have started sabotaging people's relationships so that they'll come and spend a few nights in the, which seems pretty reckless to me. Yeah. Well, you got to make friends somehow. That's what the friend zone's all about. Uh, yeah, but I mean, but you know, in terms of problems, mm. uh, while that's not necessarily a problem for you, I would describe it as problematic from the outside. Hey, well, you should know because you are someone in my sphere of influence who really, really has a lot to lose out of this uh, little game uh, that Zoe and I are, are playing. Things are going great over at Castle Montgomery. Uh, Glad to hear it. Yeah. Um, speaking of Castle Montgomery, allow me to take this opportunity to shout out your new show. On your own behalf. Hey, I appreciate it. Please continue if you like. Fresh out of the Little Empire gates, uh, Guy Montgomery, who you might know from the worst idea of all time, (laughs) has teamed up with fantastically talented comedian and Australian improviser Carlo Ritchie. And uh, you were lucky enough to have him staying at your house. You were generous enough to host him. Yeah. And you've, you've made a potty about it. Yeah, he came over for a week. Uh, we, uh, We were... 
We were friendly. Do you want to know the actual backstory to my relationship with Carlo? Look, I would love to, because I've seen Carlo perform on the stage a couple of times during the, the Melbourne yeah. International Comedy Fest, where his show sells out. The Bear Pack. Yeah. It's a two-man a two uh, long-form improv show. God, they're good. He does it with Steen Riscopoulos. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, much like you, I saw them doing a Bear Pack show, and I was very taken with uh, Carlo for how funny and uh, just at ease he seemed. And I said to myself as I watched the show, this is before I'd met him, I said... I will befriend that man. <laughs> That's so cute. Uh, and then by virtue of sort of uh, comedy festivals, they're, they're a long haul and there's a lot of run-ins with different comedians and opportunity to make friends. She's a marathon, not a sprint. That's right. what we often say. And I met Carlo. I, I played it cool. I said, uh, great show. And then a few nights later, just by coincidence, Carlo saw my uh, show. I was doing a split bill with friend of the podcast, Rose Menefeo. Yes, of Bonus of the Heart That's fame. Right. Also a Little Empire yeah. product. I see what you're doing. You're putting a lot of horses in the stable. Absolutely. Uh, and I was like, and then we sort of struck up, not a full-blown friendship, but certainly a familiarity uh, and, and we were on good terms. Cordial? Yeah, very cordial. Uh, and then it's sort of only through limited exposure through uh, me being in Melbourne during the festival or catching him in Sydney. We'd hang out, uh, we'd grab, you know, odds and ends, bits and bobs. And then I was like, let's f- let's push this thing to the next level. Let's do it. Carlo, come over to New Zealand, yeah. stay at my place a yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll just have a, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see where the friendship goes. And we were lucky enough or smart enough to record the experience uh, in podcast form. So f- over the seven days he was here, we recorded a little conversation about it each day. Mm. And uh, thanks to the audio wizardry of you, Tim, mm. they'll be available for consumption starting now. Right now, just as look, we're talking, it's out. hosting. If ever you want to see a show that's on the uh, the network, you just go to littleempirepodcast.com. As I've mentioned before, someone else has grabbed Little Empire Podcasts because I originally misspelt the URL I bought. But look, we're, we're getting tied down. That's Check out that new show. That's pretty specific. That's a fan of the worst idea of all time. No, no, no. Because no, I th- I th- there's people who roam around the internet buying those URLs up. They sniff yeah. someone wanting to get one, and then yeah. they, they buy it up. Hey, but look, yeah. we won't dwell on it. Hosting is the name yeah, of the new please show. Please give it a listen uh, and tell me what you think. What or would be I? funny, actually, is if everyone uh, rated and reviewed it. Because I tell you what, if there is one way to game iTunes system yeah. of charts, it would be so funny if only like 100 people listened to it, but every one of them gave it a review and you shot to the top I of would, the charts. I would love that. Do I it. would genuinely love it. Do it, everyone. Hey, I've got something which uh, is roughly the length of the Bible here on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's... Let's dive in. Okay. Let me grab my glass of beer. This one comes from Gene Ward, who opens the message by saying, feel free to read my name on the show. Thank God. Hey there, Tiggles and Geiger Counter. Yes, please. Tiggles I haven't had. Tickles or Tiggles? Tiggles. Yeah, that's even better. Uh, hope you mad lads are having a fantastic day in New Zealand. Sorry to hear about your Prime Minister, by the way. Now, you need not apologise. Uh, yeah, he... He's fine. He's just gotten bored of the role because he's been in charge yeah. for too long. <laughs> he's, he's literally, he's just like, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, he might be going to go run the IMF, so he's all right. I don't think so, though. Anyway, uh, I am a teacher in the magical land of Texas and am, in fact, messaging you during class. Yes. Gene, get it together. Jen? Not Gene. 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 Sorry. G-E-N-E. Uh, not to worry, though. We're watching a movie today. <laughs> yes, one of those days. That's in fact why I'm sending this little message to you boys. For most kids, the days when the teacher puts on a movie are probably some of the most fun days. Yes. For a teacher, the experience is a bit different. 
We get to watch the same movie, six class periods, split up over two to three days. I have watched the TV miniseries of Anne Frank with Ben Kingsley, sad, but by the end I could see all the actors hitting their marks, ending as a real gut-wrencher, Selena with J-Lo, in parenthesis and all caps, quite maudlin, The Good Dinosaur, open parenthesis, quite impressive and tear-jerking on multiple viewings, SpongeBob, Sponge Out of Water, much better than the first movie, still laugh at some of the jokes, Sophie Skoll, The Final Days, German movie about the World War II student activist Sophie Skoll, extremely heavy movie, ending tore my heart out every time. Matilda, currently watching it with my classes, much better and far darker than I remember it being as a seven-year-old. it is. Seeing the principal throw kids over fences and hold kids for five hours after school gives me great joy. And is that thing that she locks them into? The chokey. That's the chokey, and her name is Trunchbull. Yeah. Yeah. I was lucky enough to catch Matilda. uh, The stage show. Yeah, the stage show in London. How was it? It was tremendous. I think I even told you, the the young girl who played Matilda, uh, she brought a tear to my eye at the very end after they took their curtain call. She hadn't smiled the whole production and then this adorable little girl broke out in the widest smile I've ever seen like during the curtain call. It was, I think it was one of her, it was like her first week of performing the show and my, I just, I exploded and like, I was just, uh, anyway. Heartwarming. Yeah. Uh, he's just a big softy that guy Montgomery he's a tough cry he presents himself as a real hardened tough dude but he isn't I gotta yeah I'm I'm alright okay so gives me great joy as a child I would have found the thought realistic and terrifying as a teacher I can see it as hilarious cartoon antics (laughs) it's kind of a catharsis to it I tried to watch Beethoven but gave up far far worse film than I remember it being as a kiddo Charles Grodin's dad character hated dogs so much it made me hate the character and almost everything, barring the cute doggies, was predictable and lame. Conclusion. Watching the movies in chunks six times with the kiddos doesn't usually make for a miserable experience. I think having a different audience each period helps keep things interesting. Apologies for the long walk of text minus donations. We'll try to donate to your Patreon soon. And if you boys are in San Antonio or Austin, I'll try to make the drive over. Gene? Sorry, I don't want to interrupt the ending. Is that about it? There's a, there is an addendum. P.S. Suggestion for season four, which isn't happening. Oscar-nominated film for best original song, The Day I Fall in Love, Beethoven's second. Love you, boys. Which is a very interesting recommendation to throw out after bad-mouthing the original. Yeah, well, I think people have really latched on to the fact that us watching bad movies is quite funny for people to sit around and listen to us suffer through it. So I can appreciate where Gene's coming from. Can I also say, Gene... No need to donate. You're a teacher. You're doing God's work on earth. You're looking after those kids. You're playing movies every period. Well yeah. done to you. You're donating time and energy to tomorrow's leaders. Now, here's the other thing. Beethoven, a dog movie that doesn't come to top of mind as much as it should when we're thinking about dog movies. Everyone always goes to Earbud because it's big and flashy and it's got a lot of sports in it, a lot of, a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. Beethoven, the true trailblazer. I mean, you got Milo and Otis, but he was sharing the silver screen with a cat. I don't remember any of these movies. The only animal sort of uh, movie like that I do remember is Cats vs. Dogs. How old or not old is that? I was the age of going to the cinema, so presumably nine or ten, which would make it... Wow, what is that? It was a movie voiceover by quite an all-star cast where cats battled dogs for domestic supremacy. In what way? Like, was it quite militant or yeah, was it yeah, they, psychological? Uh, it was militant, but sort of comically so. But, you know, they'd all organised their battalions and sort of they were they were battling over Was houses. it sort of a fight to the death between the species? I can't imagine it would no, be I a can't, kid's No, film. no, I can't imagine it being ending in death, but it was certainly, um, 
It was yeah, it was a good good time. All right, everyone, get out there, check out cats and dogs. Gene, thanks for the message. So good to hear from you in the great state of Texas. Ooh yeah. Ah, uh, look, I've got an email here. Good on you, dear Golden Guy 007 and Time Tim Crisis too. Okay. Very good. It's going to be tough to beat for this friend zone. That is hot stuff. I actually feel like I balked it so early on. I'm gonna I'm gonna start from the top of that one again. Dear gold go, uh, dear golden guy 007 and Tim Crisis too. I was at my uncle Vanya's house. Not his real name, although his real name is also Russian. And his TV was on in the background. It was idly tuned to the USA channel, airing the 2007 Eddie Murphy vehicle Norbit. I ready myself to unleash a barrage of witty. Uh, riff tracks style zingers brackets these jokes aren't very funny Eddie they should call it nor shit <laughs> try calling try making a good movie next time but imagine my surprise and consternation when old Uncle Vanya actually 38 started evangelizing Norbert at me calling it some of the funniest shit he'd ever seen pointing out that uh, uh, pointing at the screen in anticipatory glee as enormous female Norbert prepared to careen down that fateful water slide awash in reverence for all things holy and all things Norbert. Uh, helpless to do anything else, I sat there and mumbled non-committedly. While there was a little awkward, while that was a little awkward, sorry, the worst part, is that I had to shelve my plans for the podcast, where I would travel around the world and watch Norbit at 4.20am in every time zone. Working title, Geosynchronous Norbit. <laughs> How embarrassing. So, have you ever explained the podcast to someone who harbored a genuine love for Grown Ups 2, Sex and City 2, We Are Your Friends, or perhaps all three? What was that like? Statistically speaking, those must be someone's three favorite movies. If you meet that person, what would you do? What would you do to them? Regards, Nick. You can only use my full name, but only if you pronounce it correctly. Decre- Decre- no, cut, bail out. Um, you, you're bombed. Uh, thank you, Nick. And to answer your question, I'm sure I can't remember specifics that we have met people who enjoy those movies. Never before someone who likes, who like rates them as their top three. I met someone very recently who uh, was a big fan of Sex in the City too, and it was sort of a uh, bit of a business context. So. I just politely stopped talking about the podcast. What do you mean? Oh, you met someone who you were working, trying to get work off. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And and I was sort of explaining the concept of the podcast. Mentioned we did a did a year of Sex and City Two. She said, "Oh, I love that movie. It's so much better than the first one." I said, "All right." So listen, let's uh, <laughs> let's get into the. It's not beat around the bush. Yeah. yeah, I think when I do meet people, especially if they have the context of the podcast, I'm always fast. Like I. I don't uh, judge them for it. I think people are allowed to like whatever movies they like, but I'm just I'm really interested in talking to them about it. And it's also, I mean, people who like movies tend to remember the details with uh, enjoyable clarity, which means it's nice to be able to engage with someone about the movie and they're coming from a, di- a perspective I, I haven't experienced before. Different points of view, folks. Mm. You need to shy away from that. I say embrace it. Burst your bubbles. Mm. Engage with the other side of the spectrum. Hot. Hot stuff, Tim. You want this? You yeah, want, want this? It. Give you it. Want this? Give it to me. Put it in my ears. Hey, bros. Your podcast makes walking to school in the freezing Canadian winter bearable. My friends and I are planning to watch horror Halloween movies on New Year's Eve because they they spent their Halloween rehearsing for my school's production of Elf. So I suggested watching Sex in the City too. None of my friends listen to the podcast, but we did watch Sex in the City too. Whoa! Backstage. All right, my dad's calling. Shall I take it? Ah, uh, yeah. Go right ahead. 
Hey, Dad. Hello? Steven. Uh, I couldn't... I heard g'day and then nothing. I can hear you. I was saying hello because that's what you say when you answer the phone. This is not going well. I uh, yeah, that's that's true actually. So the the hello that you're asking about was uh sort of uh it was quizzical because I I didn't know if you could hear me or I could hear you. Look, you can really see where he gets it from, can't you? Yes. No off switch on guys, Dad. It really isn't. I am doing a show down there. Uh, yeah, there's ten. There's ten tickets available on the door that are for standing room only, and they're ten bucks each. Uh, and I'm sure there's some way that I could weight it to favour family. Well, if you could, if you could secure stand-up tickets for Monsieur Lamour and his three companions, which would be his wife and God knows who else. I don't know who else you might be might be Rick and Nina even. I don't know. How intriguing. Um, what's that? I mean who knows who it could be? Well that's right. The the world is full of mysteries and surprises, isn't it? Hey Dad. Yeah, I'm with yeah. I'm with Tim Bat. Do you wanna say hi? Hello, Batman. Mr Montgomery, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Tim. I'm slightly disappointed that Polydex appears to have just whimpered and limped its way to an inglorious conclusion. Ah, the other Little Empire podcast on the network. Look, we're having, Jeb and I are having discussions about that. You'll be the first to know. <laughs> we're looking at bringing it back. I really need to be the first to know. And I'm not sure that you would even have any idea apart from the fact that you're in my, you appear on the list of my podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to. So that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic. I don't know if you remember. 
and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Um. That, um, so I don't know whether you can tell from that that I'm following you or not. That, <laughs> absolutely not. If we if we got little updates on every person, it would be so. I think that guy's laugh was unrelated to the conversation you it, and I. He's he's laughing at a joke he thought of earlier. That's all. You, you need not pay too much attention to your. Son. Hey, Dad, is the worst idea of all? Is the worst idea of all time on the list of your podcasts? It is. But I, I do have 23 unplayed episodes. Down the list. How many How many episodes have you listened to? I've listened to about four. What do you reckon? Um, and, and then you've got the, uh, I think it's okay in patches. I mean, I, 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 think, I think the problem with committing yourself to doing a, a weekly thing on a subject which is basically boring the shit out of you, really, um, is that you, you, know, you, you wind up with a sort of, you get the, the, the pearls in there, but you go through a bit of dross to get there. Mm. So I don't. I, I think that there's just a, a difficulty in maintaining the standard at the level that you would hope. That uh, is, or that I would hope. Such a diplomatic attempt at saying there's a there's a lot of bullshit on there. <laughs> you cut it down. Needs well, a good edit. Is. And and it, to be honest, if I can say another thing, that if I I, I would prefer less. Uh, direct language. Now, how do you uh, mean direct? I, I'm, I'm not in a good position. I, I, I don't have a strong, uh, you know, like, in fact, I have no basis for this at all because I've always sworn very badly in front of my son. But um, I, I just think on a podcast with a universal audience, you don't know who's going to listen to it. Look, you're not I wrong. Think, I, I think New Zealanders and people who listen to podcasts probably tend to tolerate but see Stephen, this is than the general public this is the tricky thing because what we've created is a, is a, a unique experience where we're trying as much as possible for it just to be guy and i ignoring the kind of context the rest of the world listening so it's really guy authentic and me ignoring i beg your pardon guy and me ignoring he's correcting your grammar no i think it's guy and i ignoring i am ignoring the world it's not me ignoring the world if i drop the other subject in the sentence it doesn't make grammatical sense that's the test if you, t- if you drop Diane, you wouldn't say it was just guy. You would just. I would I say I, not me. You, so it's me ignoring. Would I? Oh no, I guess you're right. Yep, no touche, Mr. Montgomery. I should never have doubted you for a second. My point being, <laughs> it's very hard to achieve that tone of an intimate relationship while at the same time having to have in your head the whole time that you got to watch your regular language. We're going for maximum oh, I authenticity. I, I, I fully get that. I I, I, I do understand that. I, I think that, that that there's a degree of um, well, I wouldn't describe it as informality. I'd, I'd describe it as just like sometimes I think, and I'd, I'm guilty of this myself. But I notice it more when you listen to something like your podcast. Yeah, Charlotte's just saying, "Poor Tim, he's probably not in the mood for you," which I completely understand. But when you listen to a podcast, that that this the swearing does hit you more than the, than it does in like 
if, if we were at a bar having a drink, then you wouldn't even notice. Mm. Uh, look, this is becoming very difficult. This is, uh, as, as Charlotte is saying, shut the fuck up, Stephen. Um, <laughs> oh, the irony. <laughs> it's palpable. Getting, yeah, well, that's exactly it. Well spotted, Tim. Thank you. I'm getting assailed from all sides. Um, but I, I, anyway, that, that is something which I, as a listener to the podcast. Like four Fs. I could just say stop swearing, according to Alice. No, I'm not saying She's stop not swearing. wrong. She's got good <laughs> sense of word economy. Very important in the medium. <laughs> Hello? But I do think that you're... I mean, I love the discursive nature of it. The fact that, you know, in theory, this is about a movie. In practice, it's about whatever you guys feel like talking about. Sometimes just things that are happening. Occasionally, it's sort of tangentially related to the movie, and occasionally it's not. Tell Um, me about it. And it just goes all over the place. Well, that's quite good. Oh, well, thank you. But in in that sense... I think that, you know, it, it, you, you know, in some ways, I think you've sort of outgrown the, 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 you know, the movie is the base for it. That is a, probably a fair criticism, Dad. And no, it wasn't a criticism, Giz. It was just an observation. And it was a, an accurate one at that. Um, yeah, okay. Well, funnily enough, we've actually got to get down to the business of, uh, of recording the podcast. So... <laughs> This time I will listen to it, and I'll see how how, how the language comes out. Okay, very well. Sorry? Sorry? Sounds good. Okay. Hey, now, Geezer, what am I going to say to tell my friend Paul? Uh, tell him to keep his ear to the ground, and I'll be in touch. With whom? Uh, so, someone. Just tell him that you spoke to me, and it's all taken care of. Almost. <laughs> yeah. I... I well, that's great. I'm, I'm delighted about that. Um, but I'm not absolutely confident that you're taking care of it. Coincides exactly with his expectations. But anyway, I will. Uh, uh, we'll reconvene at another time. You've got to do the podcast. Hey, Tim, good to talk to you. And you also. Hope everything is okay. well on the home front. Look forward to seeing you. Very good. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Take, take care. Bye. That's probably all we've got time for, <laughs> more or less. I did not see that coming. Quite astute, though, his observations, considering he's only listened to four eps. Yeah. Uh yeah. Look, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't mess around. Now, here's the thing. We so this has just occurred for us in real time. Uh, I assume now you you message him or uh, give him a bell and see if he's all right with his voice going out to all and sundry. What's your expectation? Do you think that'll that phone call will be kept in? Uh I'll be interested to know. Um, I guess we should safeguard ourselves in case um, he'd, he'd like a bit more privacy out in the online world. For those, uh, for the alternate realities where the phone call didn't play, we've just had uh, quite an extended chat, sort of 10, 12, maybe 15 minutes with uh, Montgomery Senior on the phone. Yeah. And he had a lot to say about the podcast and uh, it was with, a good chat. With very little prompting. Just do you listen to it? What do you think of it? And then an extended uh, opinion. So, I was in the middle of a message from Isabel Wilson, which I will commence from the beginning. Okay. You don't have any commentary on your dad while we're here? I like him. Yeah, good good guy. He's, um, it took me a long time to realize he was funny. Mm-hmm. So, I always thought he was just real dry, 
like boring. And then when I hit about 16, 17, I was like, oh, no, he's been joking the whole time. <laughs> and what I like about it is he didn't let me in on that. That was just for him. Until you figure it out and you're like, okay. That is commitment to the bit. Now, from Isabel Wilson uh, in Canada. Hello, bros. Your podcast makes walking to school in the freezing Canadian winter bearable. My friends and I are planning to watch horror Halloween movies on New Year's Eve because they've spent their Halloween rehearsing for my school's production of Elf. So I suggested watching Sex and the City 2. None of my friends listened to the podcast, but we did watch Sex and the City 2 backstage during our show last year and judged it based on a trip to Morocco. While I pointed out Dick Bot, Brady the Rat King, All Hail, and Coffee Guy. Good luck with the rest of season three, and thank you for introducing me to the hilarity that is Alice Sneddon. Yes. Her story about the production of High School Musical she saw never fails to make me laugh and makes me feel better about the hot mess that was my school's version of it. <laughs> if this ever gets read out loud, you have my permission to use my real name, Isabel Wilson. I'd already done it because that is just something I do. Uh, thank you, Isabel. Yeah, that's a lovely one. I like that. Here's another uh, from Eric. Hey, boys, here's 1% of my net worth. Love, Eric PV. It was $5. Hey. Which means Eric is worth $500. Pretty good stuff, Eric. Not bad at all. He's now down to 495. Here's a quickie. Timberlina and Guybrush Threpwood. Live show? When? Brackets. Oz. Please. Oh, also, I love you both. Keep on trucking. Love every moo jar. Love every jar, Dad. Thank you. Oh, mum jar. Sorry. Love every mum jar. Oh, wait. There's a PS. Very excited for a movie marathon to finish the podcast. <laughs> this idea is grand. Yeah. Guy's not that into it, but I think... Oh, look, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm brave. Hey, boys, just an interesting thought listening to Timbo's appreciation of Paige on his solo episode. Mm-hmm. If Paige combined his business ability with an idea from Mr. Big's big book of ideas, I think they would make an unstoppable team. Combined, they might really be the next creator of Instagram, whatever his name is. Captain Sidestream. Captain <laughs> Sidestream. <laughs> it explains how Mr. Big made all of his money without being able to understand the stock market or colours. He's got his buddy Paige handling all of his actual business. Just thought I'd share this revelation with the experts themselves. Happy or not so happy watching. No mention of whether or not you want your name to be read out. And so, Callan, I shall resist. I feel that it would be rude to leave Grown Ups 2 out in the cold when we're tying two of the franchise universes together. Uh, it feels like choosing two favorite kids when you got three. So who do you think Paige and um, uh, Paige and Mr. Big would... Who's got the most business now from Grown Ups 2? Who'd they be teaming up with? Uh, well, Lenny Fader, just as obviously he's made the most. That's a good point. But I, I, I think he's too much of a... Vo- like, you can't have three alphas. And he's too openly hostile towards... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not controversial. Uh, he's too overly hostile towards adversity. Like when things yeah. go wrong, he starts yelling. What's the comedian's name who's the ice cream man? Uh, Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn's character, I think, would be the guy because he's not afraid of a bit of hard work and he's got sass. Yeah, I thought that too. Uh, maybe even, I was going to say Selma Hayek, but her store does appear to be flagging. So Big time. Dear spindliest, timbliest, wimbliest, and guy, the cannon, uh, the Flash Cannon Montgomery, I want to thank you, lovely boys, for coming all the way to Portland to do a show. 
You may or may not remember me. I complimented Guy's shirt and told Tim at the end of the show that I had driven down almost from Canada to watch the madness live. My brother and I wanted to stay and have a drink, but we had a long drive ahead of us and had to put the road safety ahead of a good time. Guy, I have some information that may be of interest to you. You may not know this, but Washington State has a bit of an unfortunate reputation when it comes to bestiality. Here's a link to an article of a particularly famous case, which happened about a 20-minute drive from where I grew up. I won't share details here, but I will say that it involves a man, a horse, and something a little more extreme than heavy petting. Thank you, boys, for the amazing show, and I hope that you make it back to the Pacific North- Northwest in the future so I can see your faces in person again. Kisses, Callan. P.S. You can say my name. Thanks, Callan. Do you remember Callan? I've got I've got to admit, like it's not it's not super crisp, but I do have a, a recollection of um a, a pair that drove from like a stunning distance away. And I'm sorry yeah. that it's not more ingrained in there, but we it's, did we had a little bit to drink that night. We tied one on. I mean, we really had a knees up after that uh Portland show. And a huge shout out I couldn't even tell you the name of the bar next to the Clinton Street Theatre, but we had a really good time. But uh was that we that was that place we went in the the little hole in the wall food place next to it was like the best burger I've ever eaten in my goddamn life. I, I think that is. Or was that Sam? Look, it all blurs, doesn't it? If you're not careful, it really does. Hey, someone gave us a hundred dollars, bro. Well, you'd better acknowledge that. <laughs> Tim is his name, which is a great name, and he's written the following message by email. Hey, fellas, feel free to say my name. Do it. Say my name, bitches. Here it is. Here's me saying it. Tim Milful. Now you say it. Tim Milful. I should have remembered while donating uh, that the friend zone regularly features dispatches from people who have donated without being able to make a comment, hence the email. Okay. Admin done. Anyway, thanks, bros, for the many late nights listening to your drivel. I don't know. Yes, it's the warts and all idea of it, but geez, I thought... I wish I'd thought of it, and also that I had even a tenth of the patience and energy that has allowed to make it you uh, allowed you to make it through three seasons of these shite films. I know I'll miss the worst idea of all time in six months, but I take heart in the immortal nature of till death do us blood and the pleasing thought uh, that a creative pair such as you will always have an exciting new project around the corner. All the best, you good guys, Tim Milful. You bloody beauty. You're a champ, Tim Milful. And uh, cheers for shipping us 100 notes. That is intense, dude. That is uh, 10,000 cents, I think. I've done my math right. All right, all right, look. We need to rip into this movie. We want to get in there. Um, I, I want to, We'll do a little bit of housekeeping, though, right now. Please. Take care of a couple of things. One thing I'd like to uh, uh, put across is to say thank you so much to the people who have already jumped on our Patreon campaign. We've cracked three digits now. I've got 100 people in there in total. That's what you want. We've got a few people in that Millionaires Club. We've got a lot of people who are hanging on to listen uh, and, and figure out what movie we're going to watch for the Deciders Club. Um, so we, we're going to we're gonna rip right into that very soon. Um, in fact, by the time this comes out, maybe we've already got a little things drip, dripping through there. So yeah. if you want to check out all the details, all the rewards we've got, um, if you're not familiar with Patreon, how it works, you just give a little bit of money on a monthly basis and we've got different tiered rewards right. for how much you give. You go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash T-W-I-O-A-T. That's right. And the yeah, the first batch of uh, fresh content for those patrons will be going out before the end of 2016. Oh, yeah. So 
If you want to get involved, don't miss out. I'd say probably well before in some ways. I would like to plug Tim Bat's Twitter. <laughs> it's okay. Tim underscore Bat. You got it. Uh, he's a great guy. It's a real it's a real hot mess of different content. Uh, to follow it, you would <laughs> you would think he's a madman. And perhaps he is, uh, but he's got he's got hot takes, shit gags, great gags, uh, medium warmth takes, uh, just a lot of different content. Tim's got his finger in so many pies right now that if you wanna if you wanna taste all of the different pies he's baking, that's the place to find the recipes and the pies themselves. And can I make a recommendation as well for? the Twitter account of Westworld. Uh, just jump onto Twitter, search Westworld, fantastic new HBO series penned by uh, the phenomenally talented brother of Christopher Nolan, Jonathan Nolan, um, who, who's really just made this show, knocked it out of the park. Um, I, I can't get enough of this stuff. I'm up to episode five. I'm just binging the hell out of it. Uh, go and follow that. So without further ado, ladies and gents, we'll leave you to it. And uh, it's off to watch the movie. Bye-bye. See you. Well, it's the friend zone. Tim and Guy come to the friend zone and have a good time. Yes, it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy because making friends is the best idea of all time. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try Boners of the Heart? Maybe we should create a curated pornography um, website. Are you just suggesting we upload Bridget Jones's diary? Yeah, yeah. We could just stream that. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.